There are many feel-good stories in the Bible. This week's episode of All God's Women is not one of these. Today, we look at Yodia and Syntyche, two women at odds with each other. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I'm excited to take you on a journey through the Bible, one woman at a time. We look at women you've heard about all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I love sharing them. Together, we discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. The name Yodia means fragrant. The name Syntyche means fortunate. They are mentioned by Paul in his letter to the Philippian church. He calls them out in Philippians 4, 2. But before we get to that, let's backtrack a bit to put it in perspective. As you'll recall, Paul had a vision calling him to preach in Macedonia. Macedonia was in Europe, and Paul had never been there before. But he and Timothy sailed there, then traveled another nine miles to the city of Philippi because it was the foremost city. There was no synagogue in Philippi, but they learned that there was a group of women who gathered for prayer each Sabbath at the riverside. Paul and Timothy joined the women, praying with them and teaching them. Lydia, one of the women, was saved along with her household and as a result opened her home to Paul and Timothy and other believers. A church fellowship was formed. Paul ended up returning to Philippi multiple times to teach and encourage the believers there. Then, while he was imprisoned in Rome, he sent his letter to the Philippians. The theme of the Philippians' letter is joy, but it also touches on unity and humility. And then, almost as an afterthought, he calls out Yodia and Syntyche. Yodia and Syntyche were two women involved in the building of the church in Philippi. They could have been part of that group of women who met at the river to pray that Paul met when he first arrived in Philippi. The Bible provides us no background on them. All we know is what we have in Philippians 4, 2-3. I implore Yodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. So what does this tell us about these two women? First, they worked together in the past. They worked with Paul. But something happened, and now these two friends were at odds with each other. Now everyone has their disagreements, but this one was obviously more than just a little tift. It was such that it was affecting the rest of the church, and word of the problems had reached all the way from Philippi to Rome. It breaks your heart, doesn't it? We've all been there, haven't we? Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're not going to have disagreements with each other. In fact, sometimes it seems like we're the worst. Someone does or says something we disagree with, and we feel morally obligated to set them straight. Only they don't see things the way we do. They see things their way. We get other people involved. We try to prove we're right and they're wrong. 
Before we know it, it's a big mess and everyone's unhappy and no one knows how to make it right. I'm sure that's where Yodia and Syntyche were. They never intended for their little disagreement to get out of hand, but it had, and now it was affecting the entire church. The problem was, it's hard to fix a problem when you're part of the problem. Fortunately for everyone, Paul found out and reached out. Although there is much in his letter, I feel like he's following the common tactic of delivering bad news. You start off positive, you mention the problem, then you close with encouragement. Paul opens his letter talking about peace and joy. He lets the church know how much he appreciates them. Then he goes into unity through humility. In Philippians 1.27, he says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. In Philippians 2.2, he says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. In 2.3, In lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. In chapter 3, verse 16, he says again, For them to be of the same mind. And then in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, after he has admonished Yodia and Syntyche, he reminds them, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul knew that until they were back working together in one accord, none of them would have that peace which surpasses all understanding. He also knew how hard it is to humble ourselves and work out our differences with those who were once close, but who have said or done something to offend us. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Is there someone in your life who was once dear to you, but now you're at odds? If so, have you humbled yourself asking God if the problem lies with you, and if so, to help you make it right? It may be that you're right, but being right can be lonely if you lord it over others. Whatever your role in the situation, take it to Him to help you sort it out and reach a reconciliation. In these days of so much conflict, we need to stand together with our sisters in Christ. We need to work together for the good of our Lord. Then, and only then, can we find that peace that we're seeking. Lord God, humble our hearts today. Forgive us for all that we're doing that is hindering your work. Open our eyes to all that's causing division among our fellow believers. Remove those boulders that we've put up between us and others. Draw us together, working in unity for your glory. Guide us. Direct us. Show us how to do better. Thank you for loving us even when we fail. Thank you for not expecting perfection from us. Thank you for your mercy and forgiveness. We love you so very much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we look at Eunice and Lois and the powerful influence of a godly mother and grandmother. Did you know that each episode of All God's Women comes with a free Bible study? Just go to the All God's Women website at allgodswomen.com, click on each episode, and you'll find the full text of the episode, the scripture reading for the week, and questions to test your learning and apply the lessons to your life. If you'd like to discuss the lessons with other women, join the All God's Women Bible Study Group on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.